0: Uh, greetings to y'all. My name is Hal Habecker, and I'm here with Randy Hess of Finishing Well Ministries. And our purpose is to encourage each other to embrace God's plan for the rest of our lives. What does He want to do in our aging years through us? Uh, that's our mission in finishing well, isn't it, Randy? When you echo it is. that,
1: it is. Yeah. Good morning.
0: Whatever we do, we we are about finishing well, living well every day for the glory of God in our lives. Now, one of the things our mission in Finishing Well is to encourage people to do that. They may be already doing that. I hope they are. You don't need Finishing Well Ministries to finish well. Evans, you know, all you need to do is be a servant of Jesus, a disciple of Jesus, and you will finish well all your life. Uh, But God has raised up our vision to just encourage the church. I mean, last time we talked about being woke, Randy. That's every individual being awakened to God's mission in your life and doing it. Today, I want to take a slightly different tack. How do we help each other in a church, in a network of relationships, Now, I'm thinking about the church as a community, but that community may be in a small group Bible study. It may be in a Sunday school class, may be in a workshop somewhere. But can the church, can I encourage the church or the community of the body of Christ at large to enter in with me in understanding this mission of finishing well? I think that's our agenda for today's session, Randy.
1: Okay, great. That sounds really good now.
0: So you're out there listening to this and you say, well, I can't do anything in my church. I'm finishing well. You might say, I don't want to do anything in my church. You may, I don't know. We're all over the place. But for the sake of this conversation, I want you to think about our responsibility and our network of relationships with others. How do you persuade others to do the same thing? I mean, I think that's our mission as Christians, wouldn't you say, Randy? To have a positive influence in each other to finish well. I would, how To live well for every day that Christ wants to have us uh, live. That's why we're here. So I want to just make a few comments. And, Randy, you can interact with me on these. Uh, I want to say, first of all, this whole idea of finishing well, the concept is something that takes time to grow into. It does. You know, I think of the Apostle Paul. You know, I have fought the good fight. I have completed the course. I have kept the faith. You know, the Apostle Paul is not talking every day about finishing well. But having said that, it's a concept that's ingrained in the spiritual life. You know, he says in Philippians 3, I want to lay hold of that for which Christ laid hold of me in my latter years or today or at any season of life. So, it's taking that expression spiritually about following Jesus into each decade or each season that I'm aware of and persuading others to go with me. The whole concept of the body of Christ is that we're networked together. So, none of us can say, Well, I really don't have to be involved with that person. You know, actually, you're looking for ways to listen to other people, to encourage each other. And gain a sense of vision or, you know, as to where I fit
1: in. Wouldn't you say that, Randy? I would, Hal. I think one of the things that we we notice, and you and I talk about this frequently, is it's not that difficult to grasp the idea that I can finish my life well. But it seems to be a puzzlement (laughs) to some and a mystery to others around, so what? Um, The culture tells me I need to step back and relax a lot. The culture tells me I need to be self-absorbed. The culture tells me I need to think about taking care of myself so other people don't have to take care of me. And all of that pushes the arrows. All the arrows point to me. All the arrows about life point to me. And I think what we're saying is that we can get caught up in that so much from a cultural advisory standpoint of what we should be doing with our lives that we miss a very important important element of what God has created us for.
0: Okay, now I want to talk a little bit directly about how we get involved in a church. So I want to say a couple of things. Number one, somebody has to have a vision for that. You know, uh, you, we quote the proverb, where there is no vision, the people perish. So if I don't have a vision for helping and encouraging other people, it, it, it won't happen. I think of one church I've been involved with here in Dallas, a friend of mine, uh, or he became a friend of mine. He found out about our ministry, and he came to me and met my office, and he said, I want to help my church do this. Will you help me? You know, that was three years ago that Tom came to me and met my office, and we started praying about this. But he had a vision as to how to make a difference in his church, and here's how it escalated you know, a year and a half, two years later, there were two other people who he shared that vision with. And you know, those two or three people became three and now four. And I, we worked together. And then I said, you know, is there any staff person in your church that has this vision? So the vision starts with an individual. The vision starts with a small group of people. It would help if the vision has some staff support. So again, you know, it takes time for a vision to be implanted in a place. So you begin these conversations and you ask God to bless. It's not me forcing something to happen. It's me trusting God and sharing the network, sharing the information. And then we need a staff guy to really help us. And you could do it as a one or two or like, Randy, your Saturday morning thing. And you don't need a church, but you pray about this. And ask God to make it happen. Does that make sense? As yes, people embrace
1: it does how, it does. Hal. It does. It, it, there are it, you are <laughs> you. I think are going to share a little bit more about this, but there are challenges that you have noticed from the get go, and that we bumped into around getting a germinate germinating something in a church. Um, it can be due to. Uh, the idea that we're already doing stuff, I think it can be due to many different factors, can it not? Uh, that, that we feel like uh, this is already covered. Uh, but w- the more we tap into it, the more we find that it isn't really already covered. Uh, and that it just simply needs a champion. It needs a, a dedicated uh, impetus of some sort for people to get started.
0: It really does, and it can take several forms. I mean, you might do this through a personal Bible study that you're involved with with a group of people, a couple's Bible study in a home. You might take the six essentials curriculum and just do it and as a project to see how it goes. You might do it in a Sunday school class. Or as you and and this particular church, as this team of people started praying about this, we got some other staff people involved in it. And all of a sudden you have a group of five or six people thinking towards how does this happen? And let me tell you, it happened in this one church, you know, that we we began to develop a framework where we wanted people to watch the six essential videos and it developed into a class. Uh, There was an in-person class, small group. Socially distant, wore masks, et cetera. And then we melted into that group and online, a virtual group. Uh, and then, of course, we got the senior pastor involved in it. We went to the senior pastor and said, Would you make a pitch for this? And by the way, I'm a former pastor and everybody wants the pastor to bless their venture. Yes. You know, uh, my yes. point is, it doesn't need that, it does help. Right. But we got the senior pastor to do this. And, you know, let me tell you, it's become a full-blown senior adult mission in this particular church. Mm-hmm. It started with an individual, started with a small group. It started with a couple of staff people being brought in to everybody embracing the vision, including up to the senior pastor. Now, for example, I've been involved in another church here in Dallas, and the senior pastor happens to be a friend of mine. Now, we've talked about this concept three years ago, but he didn't have a sense of vision for it. He was in a, they were doing something special in their church, and he said, Hal, I can't do anything on this now. But we kept the friendship going. And would you believe in his church, eventually, he became the cheerleader for it. So he's the one who led the charge, not an individual in the church, but again, he looked for people in the church who would resonate with that vision mm-hmm. so that he, we developed this class that so we had 25 people in class and another 15 to 20 online. We did it for six weeks. And let me tell you, it made, a, it made an impact in the church. But in mm-hmm. both cases, really, it starts with an individual who has a vision To share what God is doing through His or Her life in this ministry through with other people, and then it expands. and Our goal would be for it to take root in a church. Does that make sense, Randy?
1: It really does, Hal. And I I do think that there are some that just simply are going to take longer than others to get done, and that people shouldn't be discouraged by that. But that just hang in there, And, and and individuals who want to be part of a group in a church. Um, there's n- th- nothing that prevents them from doing their own thing as an individual, is there? There's nothing that prevents them from starting a Bible study. There's nothing that prevents them from joining a Bible study. Uh, or there's nothing prevents them from asking other guys or other gals to go out for lunch and begin having a friendship relationship that that turns into uh, them ministering to each other. Those are all, if they are over 65, they're maybe looking for encouragement of some sort in their life. Those are ways we can provide it. Are they not how?
0: Absolutely. Let me give you another example, Randy. I have a friend who I met in a former ministry that I was involved in called the Christian Medical and Dental Associations, a physician who retired. This is another city. I mean, hundreds of miles away. Uh, we've retained our friendship, and he found out about what we're doing in Six Essentials. And he has a group of four to five men who, unbeknownst to me, they've been going through the Six Essentials off of our website for the past six months. So he calls me the other day. I haven't talked to him for a long time, and he says, "How we we really want to see something happen in our church? We've been going through this Six Essentials curriculum, but would you consider coming down and leading our whole church?" on a Friday night and Saturday morning through this seminar that you have and encourage us all to be finishing well. So here again, you know, seeds are planted and you don't know how the kingdom works. That's what Jesus said, the mystery of how the kingdom grows. You plant a seed in the ground and you don't know how it grows. You don't know how God puts it together. So you, you plant seeds, you share your life, you share a cause in a sense, to pursue Christ together with older people, and you don't know how God's going to bless it, but there are churches that are beginning to sprout through an individual, through a couple couples, through a senior pastor somewhere who has a vision for encouraging people to finish well. It makes a huge difference.
1: Yep, I I I, I think you're right, uh, and where where you don't have that already. What you have discovered, Hal, I believe in many, many instances is you go and you visit with them and you just share a little bit about what it could be, what it means. Someone in that audience that you talk to does catch that vision or catch wind of it and wants to pursue it. It may not be the senior senior people. It may be somebody else. I was just going to ask one more question about one of these recent ones that started up, Hal, what size of senior group were you, were part of the possible participation? Uh, how big of, of a senior group did you discover in some of these churches that were just sitting there possibly waiting for something to, to, to focus on them or to get them to be a subject matter of interest?
0: So this particular church you and I are thinking about, they have over 25 senior adults in their church, and they really didn't have a plan to address the needs of senior adults and where they were spiritually and how to encourage and challenge them, other than going to church every Sunday, which is a great thing, other than studying your Bible every Sunday, which is a great thing every day of the week. So they felt that they wanted to challenge the senior adults in their church. So we launched this series. And, and here's another thing we learned. You learn from the process itself. Like, for example, we did an in-person class and added a virtual class into that in-person class. Did you so, see
1: 25 people, How?
0: Yeah, there 25. were 25 people in class and another 20 to 25 online. And so the second generation of this ministry is they're going to have a solely in-person class, and a solely online class.
1: What was the audience? What was the potential membership of seniors in that church is what I'm wondering.
0: Well, uh, I mentioned they had 2,600 people. Ooh. So they have a, pl- a plan. Let's say they yeah. have a class that has 20 or 25 in each class. They see this going on for five, six, seven years. Yes. How do we reach everybody in the church with this message and bring them together and keep thinking about the leadership of the Spirit in our church's life? And by the way, what, what we're doing there, there are new leaders are being trained all the time. And I say new leaders. They're people who share the impact of this message in their own life, and they want to share it with others. So that's what happens. And it happens in other, all kinds of groups. I have a group uh, that I did in a Methodist church here in Dallas, and there were—I think there were 13 people when I initially did this. This goes back four years ago in this church, and there were people that started talking about this. And there's another Sunday school class in the church has between 70 and 80 people in it, and this class is now fully engaged, and the finishing well message, you know, is is simply taking root in this church and in this class through the spread uh you know of of how god works and uh if i could summarize it in, in a scripture i might say you know we talked uh, i think in one of our previous podcasts randy about jesus feeding the 5000 and how did it happen and he said you feed them <laughs> well me yep yep you know so that we can see that happen in a church i mean god wants individuals to capture a vision of what he wants to do through their lives and maybe through finishing well, and maybe through some other aspect of what he has for us. But it's an awesome vision to see this message that is being fully awoken to what God wants to do in our lives permeate an aging group of the church, because aging people in general feel more and more isolated and alone, and the church needs to bring them together and capture that momentum.
1: I think that's a, a key point. And you, what I hear you say, Hal, is that it can be helpful if it's if there are uh, staff in the church that are behind this effort or interested in it. It can be very helpful if the senior pastor is interested in it, but that that isn't necessary either. It can be a lay guided effort. Uh, here and there and everywhere to get started in the church, and and it and it happens over time.
0: You're exactly right. So uh, let me just summarize what we've been talking about. Uh, I think it starts with an individual. Somebody has to have a sense of vision. God moves in their lives and makes them sensitive to the the need for aging people to keep finishing strong and finishing well in life and all that they are. As a person, as a couple, as a family, as grandparents in your network. So then the second thing is, who else can share that? So you pray for a sense of growth in terms of helping others do that. So you get a small group together and they start thinking about this. You know, is there a staff person that's available? Can they be persuaded over a period of time to say, hey, we, we need to do something like this? And maybe you get the senior pastor. So you know it starts with a small group, just like Jesus did. he had three people who were at the core of his ministry you know mark uh John uh James and Peter uh and then he had the the others around him and I think that's the way the church always grows that's the way an impact happens. Somebody has to have a sense of vision it expands and people embrace it and it begins to deepen and take root in people's lives and that's what finishing well is all about so I'm thinking here. If you're listening to this podcast and you have an interest in that, call me, contact me, contact a church that has already done this and learn from their experience. And, um, you know, we talk about finishing well, being one person at a time, sharing the vision or one church at a time, sharing what they have done.
1: And that's what we're about. Does that resonate with you, Randy? It does, Hal. I think you've proven that that does, that it starts in many different ways. And uh, and it does take someone who is aware and and wants to pursue it, is aware of what it means and wants to pursue it even further. And, of course, I think the
0: background or the basis, the foundation for who we are is what the Holy Spirit wants to do in our lives and a life of prayer. Jesus said in John 15, five, without me, you can do nothing. So whatever it is, it's wholly dependent upon the Spirit of God to move and shape our lives. And I would say that's the mission of Finishing Well, fulfilling God's plan for our aging years and encouraging each other to do that to the best of our ability. Amen? Amen. Well, that's the message we have for you today. And I hope it encourages you, it resonates with you and pray about it. I don't know how God wants to use you in your church or in a small group Bible study or in your Sunday school class, you know, to take the six essentials, to process them yourself, to go through our curriculum, to listen to the videos, uh, to do the workbook yourself. And uh, I pray that God will bless you. And that's what the vision of Finishing Well Ministries is all about. Go to our website, finishingwellministries.org or to catch past podcasts, finishingwellministries.org forward slash podcast, write us, we need your input. We'd love to have it, what you would want to hear us talk about. And thanks, Randy, for doing this with me each week.
1: Thank you, Hal. It's been a joy.